What's going on, people? Welcome to the Progressive Action TV show. We back for another week. It's a lot of important things to talk about today. We got a lot of important things to talk about today. Um, matter of fact, you know what? We could start off with uh, this video. We're going to start off with this video. And um, it's by Jason Felix. He's a bus operator in Mapstoa. Excellent video. This video was actually put out way before um, the contract came out, leading up to the contract. I think it's very important. I think that it speaks to exactly what's going on right now. So let's get into the video, and um, we'll be right back. Hello, my name is Jason Felix, and I'm a bus operator, and it's that time of the year. This workforce is trained and dedicated. We are on the job 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's contract time. We work through snowstorm, hurricanes, freezing temperature, brutal heat. While the rest of the city hunkers down, our members are out there keeping service moving, protecting the equipment and assisting the public. I truly believe we're gonna get the best contract we've ever seen. So on behalf of my 50,000 fellow employees, we're making a promise to you today and we want you to hold us to it. But I want everybody to understand what's good it's not out of firefighter police officer sanitation correctionals and court officer we are the targets of assaults on daily basis both physically and verbally our base pay it's not the same what do I mean Cops, correctional, FDNY, so this is base pay for the five other jobs that are very, very important. So let's get into the MTA. MTA. What is the easiest way to calculate your pay? There's a lot of people who don't know how to calculate their pay or they just really don't pay attention. What we make, this is a stub from the MTA. MTA, right? Look, that's my name, Jason Felix. But the whole point is our regular pay at top pay is $34.06. $34.06 times 40 hours equals $1,362. That's in one week. There's 52 weeks in a year times 52 equals 70,844. That's our base pay. And we have to take a stand for ourselves now. In this video, I'm not trying to badmouth anybody's job or how much money they make. And because doing nothing is not an option, but we can't do it alone. We'll need the commitment and support of our partners in government at the city, state, and federal levels. Firefighter, police officer, sanitation, correctionals, and court officer, and all the other departments need to listen to this. Eventually, they're gonna do the same things with you and make you take bad contracts on a reference scale of the contracts we took. Or they'll just make you negotiate for less. And I truly believe that this contract is gonna be better than we ever seen. 
but it's still not going to be what we deserve. And if it's not what we deserve, we literally have to put a stop to this by voting no if it's not right. Our base pay doesn't match up to any civil service group, but it's not even close. And we are revenue. Our job is not better. It's, it's not more important. We need justice. That's why we need cops. We need people to take care of, of the judges and the people passing the laws in, in, in courtrooms so we have court officers. If people go to jail, we need a correctional officer to keep the criminals off the street. It, 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 it's just how it goes. Without sanitation workers, we won't be able to do anything. <laughs> the streets will be nasty and, and nobody wants that. And then when we're in a situation that we need help, we need firefighters. But when you need to move the city, you need MTA. You need bus drivers, you need train drivers, and you need train conductors. You need people to clean the stations. You need track workers. You know track workers put their life on the line and they work under conditions that have asbestos. You know the people who fix buses are constantly in a garage with no windows, fixing buses, taking these fumes in that when they retire, they die. I think all the unions need to start working together. There's a lot of jobs that don't make good base pay or don't make great hourly wages. Like EMTs, teachers don't make enough. But I noticed that the system has us working against each other. So when it's your time to get a contract, they give you less money. And because we're middle class and we see a $5 increase, we're like, that's better than nothing. Guys, the cost of living in New York is ridiculous. I'm just trying to say what's fair, it's fair. I don't know if you know what it is to drive 12 hours every day for six days a week. Cause that's what the guys who make all the money do. I don't work a lot of hours. Some people don't work a lot of hours. If you make less money than me, you should understand this. And understand that they're robbing you too. That the job that you're doing, you should be getting paid more money. Thank you for your attention, for your attention and the whole point of this is we want to get closer to these numbers that's what we want we want a closer base pay and we don't want a closer base pay that in our contract when it ends in three years we get it all on the rough end that we get like one percent two percent two percent because new york deserves world-class transit that is fast Reliable and, with that and accessible. Said, if the contract is good, it's okay to vote yes too. But think about what I'm saying. Base pay is so important, bus and we need to be taken care of. So if it's not what we deserve, how do we fix it? By voting no. By voting no. By voting no. By voting no. Hello, my name is Jason Felix, and I'm a. That, that was an excellent video by Jason Felix, and, it's, and he did that video a few months ago, and it's important to see the relevance of that video, the contract fight that we in now. I wish this administration could have actually um, heard or seen this video and took into um, consideration what the members want and what the members need. Now, since I got you guys' attention, um, 
as always, every week, you could get the, the progressive action hat um, at perfidel.com. That's P-E-R-F-E-D-E-L. We have hats, shirts. You see, like, just like I got the Black Woke Dangerous. Um, we got shirts. We got everything. And another quick advertisement um, that I'm very proud of, my boy, my brother, Red Kwanzaa, and his son, Jake, that could bake. You know, they got their own cookie business. And I hooked them up with my cousin, Champ. You know, he he, he owns a deli, 350 Tompkins Avenue in Bed-Stuy. You know, it's, it's very well kept. It's a, it's a it's an excellent store, great sandwiches, great service. And uh, let me get to this video real quick. Wasn't no sound to the video when I transferred it over, but basically he got his cookies in his first store. I'm very, very um, proud, very proud of them. And uh, it's only going to get bigger from there. So you could get the cookies in Brooklyn, 350 Tompkins Avenue at Carter's Grocery Store. Shout out to those brothers. Now to the business, let's get to the business. Um, as you guys know, the MTA will now be uh, fingerprinting us for us to sign in and out of work and swiping using Kronos. The union response was to put in some type of grievance to say that the MTA is violating the contract. And this was a poor, poor response. All of these guys claim that they knowledgeable. They know what's going on. Uh, they are the best at what they do. Why would they take this to any kind of arbitrator to rule on? We're not protected uh, contractually by not getting fingerprinted. You know, in fact, it's in law that we are able to be fingerprinted by our employer. I don't even know why they waste their time fighting this. And um, arbitrator Edelman said, the authority is permitted to register bargaining units, members into the chrono system. So it wasn't nothing that they could do with that. And uh, guess we just guess we just got to roll with the punches here in Local 100. Now, the big talk, we're not going to waste too much time. The big talk around the property now is the MTA contract proposal. Now, with this contract proposal, it set us back about 100 years. Basically 100 years. And the way it's supposed to work is that the MTA and the union, they exchange demands. They negotiate. During this time, they negotiating. They come back with a package. After both parts agree with um, whatever that package is, that package is brought back to the e-board to vote on. And um, a matter of fact, the bylaws says it right here. Um, if you look at um, section 26 regarding contract negotiations in our bylaws, sections E, F, G, and uh, H, it explains how this whole system is supposed to work. 
I know you can see it on the screen. Probably can't read it, but as always, I will post it in the group when um, when done. But it explains how this process is supposed to work. And basically, I don't understand how they're moving because why would the administration bring back a con contract proposals to even be vote on if we never agree to it or if we don't um, agree to it? That's the part that baffles me. Um, the the administration, like I don't, they not even doing things by bylaws. They not standing their ground like they're supposed to. It don't even make no sense. If it was me as president, that wouldn't even have been voted on. They would have had to take that back until they came back with, uh, with a reasonable response regarding this. Now, a lot of people say, what led up to this? What led up to the MTA giving us these type of contract proposals? What led up to the total disrespect of the offer that they gave us? And we're going to talk about what set the, the tone um, for that contract. So one of the things that set the tone was the deliberate um, attacks through the media sanctioned by the governor, um, Pat Foy, and uh, MTA board member Swartz. You know, these attacks said we were thieves, we were liars, we were scam artists. And the union really didn't rebuttal any of those claims. None of those claims um, was rebutted on the same stage that they were, they were presented on. Yes, the union did write a weak narrative on the Local 100 website, very true. But who reads the Local 100 website? Who, who reads it? The members barely read it. And then you have um, con artists, like uh, Pete Donahue going around social media, oh, the union, the union blasts back. Even if you read the narratives, it's not a blast. It's like a response. It's lame. Like, I don't understand what they consider, you know, a blast. Um, let me put this on the screen. Another thing that set the tone was, it was, and this was presented in the Daily News, the governor's note also called out transit workers, urging MTA chairman Pat Foy to be tough in negotiations with Transport Workers Union Local 100. The union's 41,000 MTA members have been without a contract since May 15th. That's very true. Matter of fact, let me put, uh, before I forget, let me put you guys' uh, comments um, on the screen. Let me put this up there first. But um, Cuomo told Foy to be tough, and those contract proposals said just that, to be tough. And um, they they're confident, you know. In this in this next uh piece right here, you know, Foy was confident in saying that we won't strike because of the Taylor Law, and he's confident in saying that. I mean, the Taylor Law didn't stop us before, so why would he say that now? It's because they do not fear this local 100 administration, and it's 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 kind of scary. Let me put this poll. I'm gonna put this poll on the screen. And I want y'all to vote on this poll. And I'm going to show y'all the results before the show is over with. But this this uh, MTA administration is not afraid of Local 100. And it's very sad um, for us to be so large and the MTA to generally be small while we are, while we are so afraid of um, this administration. Let me get to the comments. Let me see what you guys are talking about. Um... Uh, yeah, there we go. 
it's it's sad. It's sad. Like I, I just I just don't get it. But let's get into the contract proposals. I'm I'm gonna run through it and highlight the important aspects of it. So what you have on the screen right now, I'm gonna put on the screen right now is uh the first page of the contract po- proposals, which is um the general wage increases, uh retro pay and um health health and welfare. Now, the general wage increases is what the MTA budgeted, 2% a year. 2% a year is not enough for transit workers to survive in the city in which we work. Um, Also, this contract contains absolutely no uh, cost of living increase. So these um, 2% increases basically mean nothing, and they will only add up to cents. We talk nothing more than a dollar. Also, with these percentages, we still won't be cracking $40 an hour, especially the operational titles. I think this contract, we should have cracked $40 an hour easily, easily with this contract. And these uh, these proposals, just they just don't do it. Um, the retro pay, the union made a mistake. They put in their newsletter that the MTA said no um, retro pay. Um, here it says full retroactive wage, wage adjustments will be made for both active and fi- uh, retired employees. So, um, yeah, that was wrong from the union. Now, let's get into the health and welfare. Now, what they want to do starting January 1st, 2020 is raise it 0.5%. The year after that, another 0.5%. Um, and the year after that, 0.5%. And the year after that, 05 So, they actually won a four-year contract. 0.5 increases for each each year and at the light the end of the contract we will be putting in four percent of our base salary so now they want to give us a two percent um wage increase a year and they want to give us a four percent um have us paying to our medical four percent that's a negative two we will be at a deficit at the end of the contract at a negative two um that doesn't make sense um, the health, also with the health and welfare, they want us to implement a $50, $150 copay for emergency room visits. Now, everybody know that this job is very taxing and make us sick a lot. And sometimes our doctors aren't available. We have to go to an emergency room. They want us to pay $150 to go inside an emergency room. That's totally uncalled for, unacceptable. That copayment should be actually $0. Another important part of this is the prescription drug coverage efficiencies, including prior authorizations um, of the drug. So if you're dying and you and you in need of an emergency um, medication or whatever um, prescription medication or whatever the case may be, you have to get authorization from the MTA to say, is it okay for me or my doctor to prescribe the best medication that's going to keep me alive? That don't even make sense. Like, you expect, what if we can't get authorization? What if they say no and the doctor say this is the best medication that's going to work for them and the MTA say no? What do you do? What do you do? That's absolutely unacceptable. Um, we will not be going for that. I really hope this administration don't go for that. The next uh, part of this um, BS contract proposal is the work rules and the overtime. Basically, they want to pay us overtime for 40 hours. After 40 hours, currently, we get overtime after eight hours. That is a no. Um, the farming out of work, 
they actually been doing that already. They started farm, farming out the work before the contract and stations and CED. I don't know why the union um, agreed to it. It actually sets a precedent that's in management favor. So if an arbitrator probably do, this go to arbitration, the arbitrator probably going to rule to farming out work. Um, another major part of this contract is if you look inside the boxes right there, they want to change our um, vacation um, progression chart. They want to change that. So basically, if you got under 10 years of uh, service, they want to only give you three weeks. Right now, after three years, you get four weeks. You know, we are totally moving backwards. <clears throat> um, I personally think that we should get five weeks after five years. I don't know what the MTA talking about. We need five weeks after five years. They want to take us back to times I never even seen um, before, even though we knew we was capable of being that. Um, employee availability, of course, they want to have us at work more, um, away from our families more. Um, this was a major thing for them, the employee availability. <clears throat> um, the departmental productivity gain sharing is BS. We never seen that. They put that in the contract, a waste paper. We never seen any um, productivity um, or gain sharing shares to work as ever, ever. So um, that's totally, totally um, BS. Oh, yeah, the, the MTA, they also, they also want to get rid of um, sick control. So if you call out sick, um, they want, they could come visit your house, even if you're not in in uh, the the thirty the seventy percent. They want to if you're in the seventy percent, they still want to come to your house. They want to treat you like you're on probation, parole. Um, they don't want to give you twelve sick days May first like they do now. They want to let you get um, your sick days once a month. So let's just say if you had um, something happen to you, you used up all your sick days. If you happen to get sick in the future. You only get one a month, and let's say you need two, three days to recuperate. You're probably going to take that without pay. That's um, unacceptable, uncalled for, and we should not agree to that at all. Um, what's next? The subway car cleaning. Once again, the union already agreed to it. It's a precedent set for it. So if this contract was to go to arbitration, I believe that the union would lose because the MTA set them up. Um, had them sign a step and already showed that they were willing to do it. It was a bad choice by the union. The MTA don't do things just for the heck of it. They do it for a purpose. And that was totally, totally a no-go from the start, but the union did it. And now we may be going to arbitration. What else we got here? Um, Like I said, with the employee availability, I'm not going to go through everything because it's a lot. It's really a lot. And, um, you know, they want to make changes to our OTO. It's, uh, man, like, they really trying to turn us from civil servants to indentured servants. You know, and I'm talking about indentured servitude of the early 1900s during the Reconstruction, right after slavery. They want to take us back to that. They want to take us back before we even had a CBA when Quill and them were, do were doing their thing in the, in the 40s and 50s. You know, they want to take us back to that and and... It's unacceptable. We should not stand for that at all. This union needs to um, definitely fight back and show the MTA who's boss. 
And, you know, like I said before, first and foremost, first and foremost, these contract proposals wouldn't have even made it to the e-board because I would have shoved it back in the face of whoever gave that to me. It's total disrespect. You don't accept disrespect and then have the e-board come vote on disrespect. That's not how it works. Don't serve us disrespect. Get the fuck out of here! That's what I would have played if they would have gave that to me. And like I said, make no mistake about it, they want to turn us from civil servants to indentured servants and, and not the indentured servants of the of the 70s, 80s, or whatever the case is with that. Or like you see these these babysitters are nowadays, they want to turn us to the indentured servants that was a part of the Reconstruction era after slavery. And they don't care what color you are. This is a war on, I feel, not only um, people of color, but this is a war on the working class. So that includes every single person in New York City Transit. Don't think that you're going to get a separate contract from what we're getting. I told you guys from the beginning that the MTA will be doing um, measures like this because of the makeup of this company. And it has happened. It is here. What is going to happen now on our end? Um, and this is a straight uh, negotiation tactic by the MTA. You start high. In their case, you start with the worst thing that you could think of. You meet in the middle, and it's still bad. So it's the same thing that they do with labor relations and um, RTO subways. What they do with us is that they will start off with a high offer of discipline, 30 days, right? So now you're sitting there, you're nervous, or maybe 30 in the final. So you're sitting there, you're nervous, and you're like, dang, you know, that's a lot. And, you know, if I make one more mistake in my career, I could possibly be fired. So they got you thinking about that. So you negotiate, and they come down to 20 days. And... Dag, you got the final off, you got the 30 off. So it's still room for more discipline if you were to make more discipline and you could save your career if you make a mistake down, down the road. So you take the 20 days. Now, the, the offense probably was only worth two or three days. So they still got you to take an offer that was egregious, but psychologically make you think that they was fair and they made the best deal for you in the business. Get the fuck out of here! They could get out of here with that, man. They could get out of here with that. Like the contract proposals that the MTA gave us is once again totally unacceptable. We can't agree to not one line of those contract proposals. Not one line. Now a lot of people say, you know, what 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 brought us here? What got us here? What why um why would the MTA totally disrespect us like that? Like they don't with those contract proposals, it's not one reward to say, hey, thank you for your hard work. Thank you for your dedication. Thank you for being the best transportation system in the world. Thanks for moving the most people in the world. It, there was not one thanks in those contract proposals. Not one thanks. But what got us here? You want to know what got us here? That right there. Fell in the plan, equal plan in the fell. And I'm a I'ma run down some things that uh that uh what led us up to this point. Now, for one, like I said, it's the lack of planning. When you fail to plan, you plan to fail. That's a fact. That's a fact. You know, um, 
in the past, this was the same story. The only difference is that Samuelson ran to Cuomo for the contract, and I don't believe that option is available this time. Now, prior to contract negotiations, we didn't have a contract rally like, like we normally do. Um, even the last contract rally that we had under Samuelson, I felt that it was BS because they had the rally between 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. at night. All the bosses is gone. You're having a rally in front of an empty building. And I, I just thought it was a dog and pony show. But if we would have had a rally 12 p.m. during their lunchtime out there in force, shutting down um, the financial district, it would have been crazy. I think it was it was more... It was very important to do that. Uh, what else? Um, what else got got us here? Like I said, they didn't mobilize the members prior to the contract. They didn't uh, mobilize the members during negotiations. Absolutely, positively, no type of mobilization. And now, the union reaction is, you know, we want to have we want to have a contract rally. Um, let's have a contract rally um, sometime in the near future. And uh, let's show them, you know, that we mean whatever, whatever kind of business that we mean. The contract rally should have came before the, um, the, the demands were submitted. You know, what really does a contract rally do now? And, you know, a contract rally could hurt us for the simple fact that people may not come out. Now, if you have a contract rally, people don't come out, then the MTA will see that hey, they can't really mobilize this membership. We have nothing to fear. So they would want to have a contract rally to say, hey, look, I tell, I told you 30,000 members came out. We mean business. We not playing with you guys. The downside of that is two, 3,000 members come out and the MTA will laugh and see that we're not capable of organizing and mobilizing. Do we want to take that chance under this um administration i think that's very important um to do that now i'm not opposed um to having a contract rally i just don't think that it prove anything at this time because you can have a contract rally and then the mta may not still may not budge then what's next what kind of actions would you take next and i think that we need to focus on those next actions it's very important you have um thanksgiving coming up you have christmas coming up you have New Year's coming up. Everybody was, uh, you know, ridiculing and criticizing Roger and saying, oh, you know, Roger moved the contract date. And if we would have kept the contract date before um, Christmas, we would have all the power in the world. Really, the contract date don't mean anything if this administration is not working by the deadline. It actually means nothing. So now if we if we want to use if you if we want to use um them guys strategy and you guys strategy that say and especially you guys who hate Roger and say he moved the contract date the contract date means nothing we have those same holidays coming out coming up we are working without a contract something can be done this is the opportunity of a lifetime to get what we deserve the MTA currently right now hopped in their time machine and said, hey, we're going to take you back to 1930 before we really had a CBA. We, we, we're going to take you back to reconstruction to the real indentured servants. We're going to take you back to that. It's about time 
that we work that we hop in our damn time machine and take them back to either 1966, 1980, or 2005. Let's hop in our time machine and show them what we're about. Enough, enough of the pussyfooting around here. Let's hop in our time machine. They want to hop in theirs. Let's hop in ours. Enough is enough. You got these, these, these men. These Sylvester Brown call um the union administration the Klansmen. Man, Swartz, Foy, Cuomo are the true Klansmen in this state. They are the true Klansmen of this state. That's who we should be blaming. Those guys. They are here to hurt us. They don't, they, don't, they don't think nothing nice of us. They don't want us to take care of our families. I'll be damned if I got to go to my son and tell him as a grown man that I let another man turn me into an indentured servant. We supposed to be moving forward, not backwards. Not backwards. And I know people saying, you know, there's a lot of division within um, Local 100 and we all need to come together. I attempted that. I reached out to Utano Monday and I told I told them, I said, look, me and you may have issues, but I see something. The MTA issues totally outweigh the issues that we may have with, with, with each other. The MTA issues against us totally outweigh the issues that we have to get have with each other. We need to put our egos to the to the side. I am more than willing to put my ego to the side to make something happen for this membership. The time is now for us to come together. There's no, there's no better time than this. This is the time. No, I have not heard from Utano yet. Um, he has yet to call my phone. I left my phone number. Of course, he got my email address because my email, I sent it straight to him. Um, he knows about it because Pete Rasconi was in um, MTA bus the other day saying it was a rumor that Tramel reached out to Utano. It's not no rumor. I reached out to him. I reached out to him. This is not the time for them to play politics. This is not the time for them to try to say that I don't have influence. Um, my help isn't needed. This is an all hands on deck and you must put your best foot forward coming against this machine called the MTA. You have to put your best foot forward going against these guys. And three years, progressive action is a powerhouse at this point. Everybody know who we are. Um, the media, the MTA, nothing will look more better than Utano, Tramel Thompson, Joseph Campbell coming together and showing the MTA that we are able to come together in the times of adversity. Now, this will say a lot about Utano and his leadership. Um, I don't want to put him on the spot, but President Utano, something has to be done. We must come together. We cannot waste any more time. I sent you the email on Monday. It's Friday. I have yet to um, receive a response for you from you. Um, we cannot wait another week. You know, you guys are talking about having a rally. Um, uh, 
probably in October, whatever the case may be. We cannot waste another day. We cannot waste another hour. We cannot waste another minute. I am looking forward to your email. I am looking forward to meeting with you and ironing out whatever we have to work out. I am looking forward to getting this membership the best contract that we could get collectively. Collectively. And that's what it should be about. You know, these contracts, this contract proposal by the MTA was very, 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 um, man, man. Like, they don't, they don't respect us at all. They don't think that we do anything good at all. Like, they really want to take us back to quill time. Like, they really want to set us back 60, 70 years. This is crazy. This is crazy. It's unacceptable, and we should not stand for it. President Utano, I know that you watch my videos. I know that people, um, your people watch these videos. Put your ego to the side. Email me. Let's set up a date. Let's talk. Let's work something out. Let's bring this membership together. Enough is enough. Now, um, I want to get into, like I said, I got something new. Progressive action quote of the week. And it says, give me six hours to chop down a tree and I will spend the first four sharpening the axe. Wow. Let's get this together. I'm excited. Let's show the MTA that we're able to come together. Let's show the MTA that we able to work together. Let's get this going, man. Now, oh, today is my birthday, by the way. My birthday. Hold on, that's my lawyer. That's my lawyer. Hold on one second. Hey, what's going on, Keith? Yeah, let me call you right. Let me call you right back. I'm doing my show live right now. I'm gonna um, call you back in like uh, ten minutes. Um, yeah, so, you know, business is always going on. Always got to keep a lawyer on deck because, you know, things happen. And being that people saying I'm a public figure now, I got to keep the lawyer on deck. So, you know, but uh, today is my birthday. Uh, you know, and my birthday, I don't really do nothing for my birthday. I will be at work today. Um, but we lost someone very important to the labor movement, someone very important to um, TWU Local 100. And um, his name is John McCarthy. Now, Brother McCarthy, you know, he came to a few of our rallies. He's retired, by the way. He came to a few of our rallies. In fact, he came to our rallies more than a lot of you guys. And he always used to ask, you know, where is the membership? Where is the membership? And, you know, he spoke at a few of our rallies and losing him unexpectedly was a major loss um, to this labor movement. So we're going to put together, we go play a little tribute um, for Mr. McCarthy real quick. It's important that you guys watch this. Um, and it speaks to his character as a retiree. Um, and, you know, let's let's just get into it. 
R.I.P. to Brother John McCarthy, man. And I can tell you this, because I had plenty of conversations with him. He would not be happy about this contract. He would not be happy about our reaction to um, this contract. He would not be happy with anything that's going on with this contract. And he won't definitely be happy with the members. I could guarantee you that. This is our time to fight. This is our time to come together. This is our time to put everything to the side. And if we're a union, and if you want to call each other brother and sister, then let's start acting like we're brothers and sisters. Y'all have a good day. Thanks for tuning into the show.